Ready, set, go! Last Thursday, my wife and I took my BMW i3 to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It was approximately 140 miles to our hotel, but charging added a little bit of distance. Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small-town America. Gatlinburg lies in Sevier County, which is also home to Pigeon Forge and Sevierville. Pigeon Forge, in case you're wondering, is the location for Dollywood. The main way in has you getting off of I-40 at exit 107 and taking 66 and 441 into Sevierville, then into Pigeon Forge. Now, even though Sevierville and Pigeon Forge are two separate cities, you really can't tell where one ends and the other begins. I'm sure it's one of those small streams that are along the way that you cross, but uh, it's, it's really indistinguishable. It's miles and miles of hotels, restaurants, and souvenir shops. Pigeon Forge has the LeConte Center, a Tanger Outlet Mall, thousands of cabin rentals, and as I mentioned, Dollywood. The area hosts millions of people every year. Now, five miles on down the road is downtown Gatlinburg. Now, this is a beautiful section of road. It runs right along the Little Pigeon River. But again, Gatlinburg is not as spread out as Pigeon Forge, but there's shopping, a lot of hotels and dining. And at the far east end of the main street is the entrance to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. There's an aerial tram that will take you to a ski resort, uh, two moonshine distilleries, and more Ripley's Believe It or Not attractions than you can shake a stick at. It's a very family-friendly destination, but with the moonshine distilleries, hey, you know, let you get your hillbilly on drinking commercially produced, over-sugared, overly-priced moonshine from a quart jar. To be honest, none of that appeals to me. The only thing I enjoy truly down there is right in the center of it all, and that is the Gatlinburg Inn. Now, the Gatlinburg Inn was a hotel built in a family cornfield back in 1937, just as they were building the National Park. Now, I love the Gatlinburg Inn. The first time I stayed there, it was like stepping back in time. The maids were uniforms, and I might add, there wasn't a one of them that was under 70 years old. Um, paneling, wallpaper, the furniture, I fully expected to flip on the TV and see Walt Disney in glorious black and white. I mean, it was it was just a bygone era and like a time capsule. Since that time, the original owner has passed away, and the people that inherited the hotel have maintained the charm, but they've updated much of the amenities. Uh, I've asked about uh, some of the remodeling they were doing, and they told me that uh, they had to get rid of the wallpaper because they couldn't match it anymore. Uh, it's truly a unique hotel. Like I said, there's nothing super appealing about their touristy stuff. I do like to go down there, have a nice meal, and just relax and enjoy the scenery. Now, Gatlinburg itself sits between a couple of mountaintops, tree-covered. There's ridges. I mean, it's just a, a beautiful area. 
And that was the whole purpose of going down there on Thursday. We had a gift certificate that we got as a Christmas present for one free night. And my wife and I both you know, experienced a little bit of cabin fever, which uh, is crazy because as I record this, she is in Cape Coral, Florida. And the other thing, I wanted to test what I could do with my I-3. Knowing that even at 100%, uh, there was really no way that I could make the entire trip on battery. I determined what DC fast chargers were along the way. And I also looked for my level 2 charging options in Gatlinburg. So, that being said, I identified two Electrify America stations. One of which is uh, about 35 miles south of me in Williamsburg. And the other is 104 miles away in Knoxville. The one in Knoxville was um, a few miles out of the way from where we were going. But I knew that I would have to stop there to get on into Pigeon Forge. There's some level 2 charging um, in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg. Most of it's in Pigeon Forge. But at Bennett's Pit Barbecue in Gatlinburg, which is about three blocks away from the hotel, there were two level 2 blink chargers. So we loaded up the car Thursday, we headed south, I got on 75, set the cruise control on 74 miles an hour in Eco Pro mode. The car did pretty well. I was, uh, I was beginning to think that I could possibly make that Knoxville station on battery alone. And I went back and forth debating whether to stop in Williamsburg. And at the last second, I skipped the exit went on. Now... I apparently wasn't thinking about the 80-20 rule for battery charging because 104 miles is just way beyond maintaining a 20% minimum state of charge, especially at highway speeds. And on top of that, I had to cross Jellicoe Mountain. Now, I realize that in other parts of the United States that our mountains would not even be considered mountains. But keep in mind, I come from a part of the country where the tall spots are called knobs and we have a lot of ridges so when you call something a mountain that means it's considerably taller than anything else Jellicoe Mountain is a six mile climb starting at the state line and then it runs out a longer ridge for another 15 miles or so before it drops into Carryville, Tennessee now my consumption rate at the bottom of the mountain was about 3.7. Keep in mind, again, that I was going 74 miles an hour, cruising right along. It quickly fell to 3.4 kilowatt hours or miles per kilowatt hours by the time I got to the crest. And then on the other side, it was up to 3.8 kilo, uh, miles per kilowatt hour. So you can tell I went, I went up, I went down. I'm not sure what the grade is, but uh, but like I said, it's a six-mile climb. I knew that the remaining battery was not going to get me the rest of the way uh, without dropping significantly below the 20%, but I can trigger my range extender to maintain state of charge. So at 20%, I hit the little button, and it did really well. It dropped down to 19% along the way but it was back up to 20%. I think I put about 15 miles after engaging the range extender. So if I'd stopped in Williamsburg like I originally planned, 
the distance would have been more than doable. I found the DC fast charger outside of the Walmart on the west side of Knoxville. Now, this was Electrify America, which I, I had already set up an account with them, and I was able to use my phone to activate the charging. Electrify America is putting more DC fast chargers in around the country in Walmart parking lots, so uh, keep an eye out for those. I did run into a little bit of an issue using the charger. Um, it took me three attempts to get it started, which in and of itself was not a problem. The really significant issue I was having was I had to use the restroom really badly. So to say the least, I was a bit impatient. But once I established charging, I rushed into Walmart, went to the men's room in the front of the store, and boom, it was closed for cleaning. So sometimes it's hit or miss finding the one in the back, but I found it pretty quickly, much to my relief. Anyway, my wife and I, Wandered around the store, picked up a few necessities, um, and I maintained or I watched the uh, charging status of my car using the Electrify America app. Now, keep in mind, in small town America, sometimes Walmart is the only store in town. Uh, that's not the case for Knoxville, so it was nice to be able to go into Walmart and there not be a thousand people in the store at one time because that's the only thing that anybody's got to do. After 28 minutes, I was at 93.5% charge, and I was only 50 miles away from my destination, so it's time to get back on the road. Traffic was light for a Thursday, so the trip was relatively uneventful. I know going into Gatlinburg a lot of times, well, the severe Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area, there's a lot of heavy traffic. It's stop and go once you get off I-40. Um, we arrived at the hotel, um, freshened up, decided we wanted to go for a little walk. While we were out, I walked over to Bennett's Pit Barbecue to find these level two chargers. And there they were. They had a sign on them that said that uh, these were reserved for EVs, but if they weren't being used, that non-EVs could park there. Which, what's the point of having a sign? Uh, well, I guess, you know, maybe those were the last two places to fill up. But I know that their parking lot was full. Um, there was a Chevy Tahoe and, and something else sitting in two spots. So I, I knew that I wasn't going to charge that night. We walked back to the hotel, freshened up a bit. Uh, decided we wanted to go eat. So we walked down to this place called the Park Grill. I've never eaten there before, but let me tell you, it was really good. I had a fried bologna sandwich with an egg on it. That's good eating. I don't, I don't care who you are. Um, anyway, we wandered back down the street, stopped in a few shops, and returned to the hotel. I looked before we left to see if there was any um, outlets in the parking lot. I knew the Gatlinburg Inn didn't have a level two charger, but I, I wanted to see if there were any out, outlets in the parking lot. And there were none really uh, that you could charge at without creating a massive trip hazard. So I decided what I would do since Bennett's didn't open until 11 the next day for business, that I would get up early, 
go charge and be out of their parking lot before they were open for business. At least that's what I planned. Um, the rest of the evening, we spent hanging out on the balcony of our room, just uh, watching people go by. It was really a, a nice evening. 7.30 the next morning, I got up, drove the car to the barbecue place, and began my charging session. I walked back to the hotel, and when I got back, my wife was up and, and getting ready. We decided that we would go walk around town for a little while longer and um, maybe get some coffee, kill a couple of hours, uh, then pack up everything and go home. So we walked down the street, um, like I said, got some coffee, and about two and a half hours later, I decided it was time to walk back and get the um, get my car from the parking lot. Well, apparently they have an early morning delivery truck that comes, and the chargers are right against the loading dock. I don't know who was thinking what when these were put in. It's probably a convenience thing uh, for for the electric supply was, but anyway. One of the workers come out, told me it was fine for me to use the chargers, but if I had been there when the truck had showed up, that I would have been towed. Now, keep in mind, I am paying four cents a minute for the privilege of parking in this place. And um, I, it sort of pissed me off, but I was nice. I thanked him for the warning, and that will be the last time my car is in that parking lot. Those chargers are in a horrible location. Only one was in service, and we'll come to find out that's a common theme with Blink. With the um, display state of charge showing 81.5%, we headed back to the hotel, got our stuff together, and left Gatlinburg. Now, even though it was Friday morning, uh, traffic was already building. It was stop and go all the way through Gatlinburg, and eventually that beautiful section along the river between Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, we finally were able to get uh, above five miles an hour through that section, and we made our way to Pigeon Forge. In Pigeon Forge, we stopped at the Carolina Pottery Barn and bought some outdoor seat cushions for uh, some chairs that we have, and then we stopped at the Apple Barn which may actually be in Sevierville. Again, it's hard to distinguish, and I'm not sure where the boundary is. I'm sure it's, it's like I said, one of those streams. Anyway, we, we did stop at the Apple Barn and picked up some cider. Some really good stuff there. My wife decided that she wanted to have lunch at Market Street. Market Street's this downtown area in Knoxville where they've closed the street off to pedestrian traffic. And it's full of restaurants and shopping, and they have outdoor entertainment from time to time. Unfortunately, COVID-19 has not been kind. There were several of the little boutiques and restaurants that are no longer there. But we decided to eat at a burger and bourbon place called Stock and Barrel. The parking garage that serves Market Square is... Um, behind it on a, another road i think it's walnut anyway they have four blank level two charging stations on the second story of the parking garage so i pulled up and 
only one was in service. Like I said, this is a problem Blink seems to have. Um, I could not initiate the charging from my phone the way that I did at the barbecue place. And I had to scan a QR code and get a code, put in credit card information, and it ultimately wound up costing me six cents a minute uh, where it was only four at the barbecue place. And I don't understand exactly why I had enough cell signal to get email and communicate with their website, but through their app, I could not initiate charging. So there was some sort of disconnect there. Anyway, the state of charge was at 52% when we left the car and went to go have lunch. Now, I told you I had fried bologna and egg sandwich for dinner. Well, this was gluttony heaven because I had the Elvis burger, which was peanut butter and fried banana as the condiments. Oh, it had bacon too. Let me tell you what. Mm, that was good stuff. After, well, while we were sitting there eating, uh, there was a strong thunderstorm came through. Of course, we were outside under their canopy, so you know the weather didn't bother us too much. But um, if you've ever been to the south in summer, you know that thunderstorms are an everyday thing. Down here, it's uh, just too hot and too humid not to rain. The good thing about being downtown with all the buildings was that it, it blocked the wind, but we sat there and rode out the storm. After the rain subsided, we, uh, my wife wanted to go to a few boutiques there that were still open, and um, after an hour and 22 minutes, the current state of charge was only 69.5%. I was hoping that I would get enough charge that I wouldn't have to go over to the DC fast charger and we could go straight to Williamsburg from there. My wife convinced me that was probably the better plan, and we would just depend on the range extender if we ran out of battery. Of course, you know, the effective uh, 50% that I had on the battery was not enough to get me over the mountain into Williamsburg. There was some construction traffic because apparently they had a sinkhole there on I-75 that tucked three lanes of traffic down to one. I eventually got off on some side roads, and and I wasn't in stop-and-go traffic too much. Um, but just to give you an idea of the stop-and-go traffic that I was in for about 25 minutes, the average consumption during that time was 5.5 miles per kilowatt hour. EVs love stop-and-go driving. I had to kick the range extender on. Um, about 22 miles short of of uh, Williamsburg. Now, to be honest, I didn't have to kick it on, but when I hit 20% state of charge again, I went ahead and turned it on. I pulled into the DC fast chargers in Williamsburg, and lo and behold, there was a Ford Mustang Mach-E sitting there. Now, the Mach-E, for those who know, may be a game changer for EVs and may be um, a game changer for Ford. It's a beautiful car, but I knew they were not supposed to be in the showroom until October. So I got out, looked at the guy that was standing there next to the car, and I said, who did you know or who did you have to kill? 
And he just sort of chuckled and come to find out he works for Ford and he had been in Asheville, North Carolina and was on his way back to Michigan. Once we initiated charging, uh, we walked over to uh, the bourbon barn. Uh, my wife wanted to get a bottle of wine. And when we returned, my car was at 79% and the Mustang was nowhere to be seen. At this point, we were 30 miles from home. It was about five o'clock in the evening. And to say the least, the state of charge was not a concern. Uh, I exceeded the speed limit on the way home and got home, pulled in the driveway. Battery was at 48%. Now, this was a, a fun trip. It was just nice to get away. And I know that there's so many of you that are still stuck inside, stuck at home, can't go anywhere. And um, I feel you. This, this was the, the first trip outside the state that I've made since February. Also, this is, um, you know, being in small-town America, um, we've not had to be as um, shelter-in-place as other piece, places in America. But um, it was just nice to get out and feel some sense of normalcy. All in all, I was able to take my quote-unquote city car on a 271-mile road trip. It did cost me nine cents a mile, which isn't much better than if I'd taken my wife's Rogue, but that's a stark contrast to the two cents a mile I've been paying just driving around home. This proves that if I had played it a little better, I could have been on battery the entire time and shows that with patience and planning, even a 90-mile battery can get you where you want to go. So you don't need that 300, 400-mile battery, although it would have been more convenient to have that. But this proves that you can take a, a small battery anywhere if you just have the the patience hit that subscribe button the next episode may be running a little late it is number 100 and i want to do something worthy of the milestone i just haven't figured out what that is yet but this is episode 99 so thanks for being with me this far and remember the ev revolution is here and even in small town america we can get it done with electricity it's a fun ride <music>